You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Dirt Radio, Organic, Friends of the Earth, Activism, Underground, Political Action, Necessary, Wind Farms, Indigenous Struggles, Land Rights, Anti-Nuclear, Nanotechnology, Climate Change, Coal Barons, Mining Magnates, Activists, Educating, Communities, Transforming, Communities, Mobilising a Sustainable Planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth, Friends of the Earth, Friends of the Earth, Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth's show on 3CR. Wishing everybody out there, uh, hope you're going well in this lockdown. We've done it before and we can do it again. Megan is here with you this morning, uh, but we have pre-recorded because we're keeping ourselves out of the studio this week. Hopefully be back live with you next week. But joining me on the show as a co-host is the wonderful Lucinda Walker. Welcome back to Dirt Radio, Lucinda. Thanks, Megan. Lovely to be here. It is. And how are you handling this lockdown? Yeah, I'm going okay. I'm um, pretty worried about the refugees that are in Park Hotel but um, because there's a possible case there. But other than that, I'm going all right. Mm, it is a really good reminder of... Um, you know, how we're not all weathering the same storm and our um, varying levels of privilege uh, impact how we are going to survive these things. But also as we're pre-recorded, maybe by the time you are listening to this, we will know more about that case and hopefully it'll be all good. So, Lucinda, would you like to start us off with an acknowledgement of country? Yeah, for sure. Before we start the show, I'd like to pay respects to elders, both past and present, on the Kulin Nations from where we are broadcasting 3CR via 8.55am. I'm coming to you personally from Wurundjeri country. Um, and I am coming to you from the lands of the Boon Wurrung. <laughs> yeah, and right across this great continent, as always was and always will be Aboriginal land, sovereignty has never been ceded. And today on the show, we will be talking to Alicia Fulton, who is just completing an internship with the Sustainable Cities Collective uh, and has done a, a community survey into community gardens, the benefits of them, the role they play in our communities and how people enjoy them. So we're looking forward to talking all things community garden right after this community service announcement. When you compare an old growth forest compared to a forest which is regrowing after a disturbance like logging, they're actually quite different ecosystems. Generally, like older, wetter forests slow down the path of fire, and this is actually quite a well-known phenomenon. Historically, these big, large fires have been quite rare, but what we've seen in the last 20 years is they're becoming quite a lot more common. So we've had three in the last 20 years. This is definitely because of climate change, which is making our ecosystems a lot drier and the fire weather more intense. We need to keep radical voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 
You're listening to Dirt Radio with Megan and Lucinda. Today on the show, we're joined by Alicia Fulton, who has just completed or is about to complete a internship with the Sustainable Cities Collective as part of her degree in Science and Global Studies at Monash University. She's joining us online to talk all things community garden. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. (laughs) How are you? Good, thanks. So maybe to start us off, um, can you tell us a bit about yourself and what brought you to the Sustainable Cities Collective? Yeah, sure. So um, as you said, yeah, I'm studying science and global studies at the moment at um, Monash Uni. And um, as part of that, I'm majoring in ecology. And um, yeah, so basically I had an opportunity to choose um, an internship to do. And um, what drew me to Friends of the Earth is there's an opportunity to create your own project. And um, as someone who's passionate about biodiversity conservation and loves gardening, um, I thought it was a great opportunity to look into community gardens. Um, Yeah, and like the benefits of them. And there's just so many benefits for not only biodiversity, but also um, societal benefits. And I just thought it would be really interesting to explore. And we are absolutely interested to hear you flesh all of those things out. Yeah. So could you start with the benefits of community gardens? Yeah, sure. Um, So first off, um, quite relevant right now in light of um, COVID-19, food security, we've never really been much of an issue in Australia or not as obvious of an issue Um, But with COVID-19, we saw our supermarkets run bare and I think it made a lot of people realise that um, food security is an issue anywhere, especially with uh, climate change. Um, And so community gardens, they just offer like a really important space, um, a really important opportunity for food security and um, especially in urban environments such as cities um, because they've been known as food deserts because there's just not that easily accessible local locally grown fresh produce and um, community gardens just offer that up um, yeah and in fact they actually um, are a great source of local produce because they um, yield more produce per acre than large-scale traditional farming um, and I as part of my internship I went around to a few gardens and um talk to the people there and you can see there's just so many so many different varieties of foods growing um, and it's just all packed into this small space and so yeah I definitely believe that's a that's true because you can see it it's just this is so much food and uh, produce and potential there so yeah yeah that is super it's super cool and like can you tell us what uh, what kind of things were growing and where where does that food go to? Yeah, so um, it was interesting because I visited both. um, There was a few fenced community gardens and a few unfenced ones. The unfenced ones tend to not have as much fresh produce available because obviously it's open to being like people pick it a bit too early a lot of the time or it's just open more open to the elements. But at the fenced community gardens, there was so much food and it was amazing to see so much of it and yeah there's a bit of a mixture on what they do with it so um some it's just open for anybody to take 
And this one I went to, Kensington um, Neighbourhood House, they have partnered up with a um, non-for-profit that distributes food. And um, this was in potent, uh, especially important during COVID because they were able to get all their produce, give it to the food bank, and then this food bank was able to distribute it for them and um, yeah, get it to the people in need. So I think it's really cool that you see a variety of um, how they're giving away produce. That is really cool. And it's really cool to think about a community garden where there's not that much food, as you say, mm-hmm. because you know, it's just evidence that it's being used. Yeah. If, yeah, um, sure. yeah, if they're, if they're growing as much, but there's, you can't see any of it. That's a very good sign, isn't it? <laughs> and so can you tell us about your internship and the project that you undertook? Yeah. So, um, basically I'm creating a poster of 12 different community and gardens in a, in Melbourne. So it's actually between the cities of Melbourne, cities of Yarra and cities of Port Phillip. And I've just focused on ones that are free to access and like they don't require any membership fee. And basically how you get involved is you just go along to community um, working bees and stuff, or you can just go in there and start using them if they're the open, open plan ones without fence. So yeah, I've done that, did a little map, and then I've listed some of the key benefits. Uh, I've created a little how to start a community garden document. Um, so I've linked that as a QR code onto the poster. And then I've also, well, I've listed some things to know um, when you're getting started with a community garden. And I've just asked people when I've gone around to the community gardens and spoken to people, I've just asked them what what they think are the most beneficial part and what they think that um, is a key thing for people to keep in mind when they're coming. So it's things like, um, you know, don't be afraid to just uh, try out different things that you want to try out with your garden bed um, and, yeah, just stuff like that. Don't overpick the produce, just just simple things like that. And who have been the people who've been answering these questions? Yeah, so um, a lot of the time it's uh, um, just the community garden coordinators or um, the managers of the community garden. So they're just community members that are a part of the um, community working group for the garden. And they're just like the chair people or the people running it. But I'm also doing a survey to um, get a better idea of what the community has to say about community gardens, what they think is beneficial, what they want to see more of with community gardens. Um, Yeah, and stuff like that. Alicia, what have your findings been from the survey overall? Uh, So the survey is still um, ongoing. It's just been released on, on Friday. But, um, yeah, if anybody wants to get involved, the survey is currently posted on the um, Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page. So um, if anybody's interested, they can go on there and do that. And, um, yeah, you get once I finish the post, I'll be sending out the poster to everyone who's filled out that that survey. So, yeah, and the poster will also be available. I've contacted the libraries of the three cities that I'm surveying, so City of Melbourne, City of Port Phillip and City of Yarra. So the the poster will be up on display pending approval processes and will be up on display in those libraries. What kind of questions are you asking in your survey? So some of the key ones are uh, what are the benefits of community gardens? Um, mm-hmm. I'm asking if people have been involved with community gardens, if they um, what they would like to see more of why they would be interested, like what they think is the key benefit. 
yeah, just stuff like that. Why they why they would want to engage basically to, just to get a bit of, and like why people, why do they think there's a barrier up? Because um, yeah, I think a lot of people would like to be involved with community gardens if they knew more about it. And um, yeah, it's basically just figuring out how we can raise awareness. Like what do people think is holding them back from using a community garden? I've always thought, I've, I've never personally used a community garden, although mm-hmm. I think they're really awesome. But mm-hmm. I remember hearing that, you know, there's waiting lists to get a plot or, that yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to get in. Is, is that what you've been seeing? Yeah, so that uh, some of them there are that is a that is an issue, but I'm only including ones on my map that don't have that. So anybody can just go up and start using. Anyone can go to the working bees, um, and I yeah purposely chose ones that didn't have waiting lists so that people can see that and be like, oh, I can get involved straight away. I don't have to wait. Like there's no excuse. <laughs> like if they want to get involved, they can. Yeah, cool. And do they um, like what if you don't have any gardening experience? Yeah, so um, there's they often run working bees and that's how people normally get involved. So they'll post, post it on their social media normally about a coming, uh, upcoming working bee. Um, they're normally on the weekend and, yeah, you can just go along to their, that, talk to community members. Everyone's, like, really friendly and would love to, like, you know, everyone's just in the community, like, working together and, you know, that's what's so good about food. It just, like, everyone gets it, everyone knows how important food is and I think yeah it's just a really good way for people to come together and learn together yeah and some of the um well a lot of the people I talked to they said it's a really good place for um learning about different cultures because people from culturally diverse backgrounds come in and they share their knowledge on things that they want to grow and like things that they want to cook there was one garden that I think it was Kensington Neighborhood House again they um, have cooking workshops so people can come in and they show them how to cook with the produce that's in the garden. And so um, it's a very like safe space for people to learn. And yeah, it was interesting. I saw in a couple of gardens some really weird things growing um, that you normally wouldn't see in a like standard garden. So it was cool to see like other other things being brought in and people just being able to learn different different ways of growing and different things to grow as well. Yeah, and creating those community spaces are as important now as they have ever been. Yeah, Can for you sure. tell us about, um, you know, why why are community gardens, like, like is, is there kind of relevance? Do you see it growing in the future or, you know, ha- how do they kind of stack up over yeah, time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, um, I think especially um, well, with COVID right now, community gardens have a huge impact on uh, mental health. So like positive mental health and with the negative impact of COVID on a lot of people's mental health, community gardens offer a place for them to just potter around and green spaces have been proven to be really good for mental health as well. It's really interesting. I learned this recently. When you dig in the soil, you actually stir up microbes And then those microbes, when you inhale them, they actually stimulate serotonin production. And so um, when you're gardening, you're actually, it makes you really happy. So um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just so cool psychologically and like scientifically, they actually, yeah, make you feel really good. And then you want to, you know, socialize more in your, with your community garden friends and like, yeah, it's just a really good space. Yeah. So I think into the future with, um, a lot of that stuff happening 
it's going to be a really good opportunity for people to, um, yeah, improve their mental health, especially um, with urbanisation. People don't have as many backyards they can go into and just soak up the sun and potter around the garden. So, yeah, I think it will, with population growth and everything, it'll be a really good opportunity for people to, to get out and get their hands dirty. <laughs> That's so cool about um the serotonin. I had no idea about. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. That's yeah. wild. Um, I was just wondering because I think you touched on um biodiversity earlier. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about um community gardens and biodiversity. Yeah, so um, urban landscapes are actually like huge hotspots for biodiversity, um, just because the landscape's so variable, and um, if we utilize them properly, um, and have lots of green spaces and different um spots that um are safe spaces for biodiversity to to grow then um yeah we can have um yeah a lot better biodiversity um so for example at the Carlton Neighborhood Learning Center their garden there it was amazing to see because the garden there was all these insects flying around all the garden like I've never seen a garden with that many insects and on the backdrop there was all these um cars driving past and it was a crazy bustling city but then you just see that this little garden is um, just like such an important safe space for these insects to survive. And um, yeah, so all the diversity of plants and flowers they have there is just fostering that, that like safe space for them to, to um, yeah, that safe biodiversity. And, um, you know, biodiversity is just so important right now with so much population sorry, extinctions happening at the moment. Yeah, it's crazy how many animals are going and plants and insects are going extinct right now. So if we can improve the landscape and uh, have more places for animals to come, animals and plants and insects to come and, and have that safe space and be able to, um, yeah, interact with other other animals and plants. And, yeah, it just fosters a really good sense of ecology and diversity and it helps everything supports each other and it's just really important to um to help stop extinctions well it sounds like there are just many many reasons yeah. to get involved in your community garden and or even if gardening's not your thing to support them um yeah because uh yeah they they offer so many things mm-hmm. to our communities so where can people uh, who want to see these resources you've created um, or participate in the survey, where can people go to find out more about this project? Yeah, so um, they can go to the Sustain, uh, sorry, Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page and there's the survey on there. Um, and then there's an option to leave your email at the end of that, that survey. And then if you leave your email there, then we'll be able to send out the poster to you. Um, and then as well, they'll be up in the poster will be up in the libraries, um, in the city of Melbourne, city of Yarra and city of Port Phillip. And, um, yeah, if you're not a part of any of those cities, um, I think we'll be- eventually be posting the, the poster on the, um, Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page, um, or have a link or something to it. Um, and then, yeah, if you, if you don't have any of those gardens in your area, there's the how to start a community garden guide that I've created. Um, so yeah, basically everyone can get involved. Um, you know, this you can contact your council if you if, if you want to know if there's any in your area. Um, and yeah, great. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us on Dirt Radio, Alicia. Thank you very much. That was Alicia Fulton, who is doing an internship with our Sustainable Cities Collective. You're on Dirt Radio, and we'll be back right after this. The Black Lives Matter movement is not going away here or overseas. It gives me hope seeing the numbers of people that turn out to these Invasion Day demonstrations in Melbourne. It gives me the understanding that we will win, folks. We will succeed! Subscribe to 3CR in 2021. Feed Radical Radio. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. You're back on Dirt Radio on 3CR. We've just been talking with Alicia Fulton about community gardens in Melbourne. Uh, and how great they are really for all communities. What did you think of that, Lucinda? Oh, it was really good. It actually just reminded me because during lockdown, um, basically the one thing I was doing was volunteering at the Collingwood Neighbourhood House Food Program, and um, we did get quite a bit of produce from some community gardens that were in the neighbourhood, which was just so nice and so important during lockdown for food security. So it was really, really lovely to hear more about um, local community gardens absolutely and of course if you missed it or you want to listen back on the conversation you can do that at 3cr.org.au slash dirt radio and what have we got coming up at friends of the earth lucinda so on tuesday february the 23rd um hopefully if we're out of lockdown um in edinburgh gardens there'll be an info night um about campaigning for climate and environmental justice in 2021 with Friends of the Earth. And you can find out more about the event on um, the FOE Facebook page or the website, I think, as well. Yeah, keep your eyes there for updates. It's going to be a really great night, and I'm sure if it can't happen in real life, then a online um, an online event might pop up very shortly after that. Uh, And at 3CR, this week is our subscriber drive. We're asking everyone to subscribe to 3CR. I just updated my subscription. Have you got yours, Lucinda? No, but I have been meaning to, so I should get on that. Yes, it is $35 for a concession or $70 for a full price. You can go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe to update your subscription and it is $150 for the Solidarity, the band or the organisation subscription. So support your local community radio and get behind the subscriber drive this week. Uh, And if you're a Dirt Radio listener, make sure you put our name down in your subscription to show your support for our show too. 
And uh, all of the collective meetings are still happening online. We were back in the office for one very short week, but I'm sure uh, this week if you want to join a collective meeting, your best bet is to email a collective uh, coordinator about Zoom details or check the Facebook page for Zoom details for online collective collective meetings. The food co-op is open. For business, it is open for takeaway food and for your fresh groceries and click and collect, which has been available throughout the pandemic, is still going. So support mm. your local foodies and uh, fresh organic food. And, um, yeah, if you're within the, that 5K limit, then pop into Friends of the Earth and um, get all your goodies. And uh, taking us out, Lucinda, what have we got? Uh, we've got um, Plant Dem Seeds by Combat Wombat. And, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on Dirt Radio. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.